Hey guys, Jose here. Before we start the show, I just had a quick thought, and I wanted to address something that's very, very important and that I never knew was happening to me until I actually dug deep. So have you ever been on track, right? Have you ever been, everything's been going good, uh, life is good, you're not depressed, you're not anxious, you're, you're not distracted, and then life comes out of nowhere and whacks you and completely derails you from that. And then the opposite happens. You immediately become desperate. You become anxious. You don't know what you're going to do next. It's okay. This is not unique. This is something that happens to all of us, including me. And I call it derailment, right? It's this invisible force that we have to fight every single day. And if we don't show up to fight on a given day, it will derail us. It will take us off track. And it will lead us down, you know, a direction that we don't want to go to, guys. So that's exactly what happened to me in 2019 when I first started my business. 20, I had a fantastic year. And then 2020 came and everything went away. So I went in, I analyzed this feeling, I, I, I thought about it, I reflected on it, I studied on it, and what came of it was derailment. My very first book, I basically organized the top 10 methods and tools that I use to basically get back on track whenever I feel derailed, whenever I feel that anxiety, whenever I feel like I don't know what to do. And I felt it was very important because I felt everybody should have this at some point in their life, and it's super important. So, guys, check out the book, spotlightcoalition.com backslash derail the book. You can go get the audio book. You can go get the ebook, whatever way you like to consume this information. But like a mechanic, you need the right tool for the right job, and this is the right tool to battle against derailment. Enjoy the show, guys. What's going on, everyone? And thanks for joining me for another great conversation. As always, I appreciate you guys. Imagine this for one second for me. Imagine having to stand in front of 300 or 500 people to play music. Imagine being able to do this from the age of eight. Imagine having to work with family members all the time and be able to not fight with them and function properly. That's all stuff that my next guest, well, my next three guests have been able to do over their young career. I introduce to you the talented, Jules, Edme, and Finn from the band Circus Trees. All right, ladies, thank you for joining me. I got Circus Trees in the house, and you guys are super fantastic to me once I saw your story because I've never had a musician on the podcast. I've never had a band on the podcast, and you guys are the first, so welcome. Thanks for, for your time. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, so there's a ton to get into. You guys stuffed the form full of awesome information that I could dig into, which I appreciate. Um, but before that, please let the listeners know a little bit about, you know, you ladies individually as a band and anything you want them to know, please. Yeah, sure. Um, we're a band called Circus Trees. Um, three sisters. Uh, what are we? I'm, I'm 16. <laughs> I'm 15. I'm 19. Exactly. Uh, I'm Jules. I play the drums for Circus Trees. I am Finn. I write the songs, play guitar, I sing. Um, I'm Edney, and I play bass and piano. Yes, and we are from Massachusetts, Marlboro. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm here in Worcester, so I'm probably what, probably like 20 minutes away from, from you, you ladies right now or something like yeah, that. Um, so why music? I guess that's the obvious one. I mean, you, 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 you already have accomplished so much, and we're going to get into that during this conversation. Obviously, music had to be something big in your life. Can you, can you walk us through that? Yeah, I mean, um, 
honestly, when we were super little, um, I guess we didn't really have an interest. Um, our parents were not musically talented at all, basically. No rhythm. Uh, but <laughs> at some point, our older brother uh, just decided to pick up an instrument, we, which we thought was pretty weird. But uh, we decided to join him. And we kind of all just picked up different instruments and just, you know, Went the yeah. <laughs> yeah, did you guys land the in the instrument on the first try or did you play around with a few and land on the one you have now? I mean, we're pretty determined people. So I think as soon as we picked it, we were like, you're not going back. Yeah. Like, this is what yeah. you're stuck with. So there were yeah. too many kids to be switching back and forth. I think once we all sort of chose our instrument, we were just kind of like, all right, no switching. Like, do it, yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be biased right here off the beginning. Uh, I love drummers. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. And, and I just think there's something really badass about you know a drummer that could go hard. Uh, yeah. But th that's just me. <laughs> I just wanted to get that out there. So you, you explained to me that you, you're the genre that you guys specialize in is post rock and shoegaze. I've never heard of this. Can you explain what this is? Yeah, it's sort of an underground genre. Um, okay. It's. I mean, I guess to just like describe post-rock, it usually doesn't have vocals um, and it's, uh, what is it? It's, it's, it's almost sad. orchestral, like. Um, it's heavy and like yeah. shoegaze explains it really well. I know um, we can't obviously be at shows now, but when we were playing shows and even just attending shows and supporting, um this type of music really just has you you know kind of like hands in pocket like head swaying like really just looking down at the floor or your shoes and really just being in that moment and actually legitimately feeling the music you know yeah. so it's a vibe is that, what it sounds yeah, like. yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 that heavy stuff that's basically what we make yeah i i love that by the way if the fact that i don't understand it just just I'm just I'm I'm 34, so I consider myself old. I guess so. It's just one of those things where it's not that it's it's wrong or anything like that. It's just I have no idea. I'm probably outdated. I don't have my ear to the ground. Um, I'm just excited in music. So it, when I was um around your guys' age, I tried to be a rapper, and I, I worked on a lot of music. And you know, I was always into poetry and school and stuff like that. So I figured that's the best transition. And I don't know, I, I never wanted to be like uh, ironic that I'm in front of a camera now, but I never wanted to be like in front of the camera. And I realized very early on that you kind of needed to be popular to be successful uh, at the time. Yeah. And I, and I was never the guy. This was the time when the rappers had like the big chains on and they were like, you know, had the cars. And I was the complete opposite. I was just a guy that was like, well, I like a hoodie and I like to rhyme words together, you know? So uh, my my whole reason for that is is basically I understand I understand how difficult it is to write a song. So I want to get into the writing process because I've never been able to ask a band, how do you, you know, fulfill each other's creative passion but not fight? Does that make sense? Like, how do you write songs that everybody likes, and is that an easy? Can you walk us through that? I mean, it's definitely you know different for every band and every artist, but. Um... I think we've definitely gotten it down. Um, it does make it easy that we're sisters and we can tell each other what we think. You know, if something sounds awful, we can literally just be like, we are not doing that. Like, <laughs> yes. that is not. <laughs> but that never happens. Um, I mean, I guess for us as a band, I 
primarily write the song. Okay. Um, I write the lyrics and just uh, just write it like acoustically on my acoustic guitar in my room. Um, and then when I bring it to them, they're kind of what gives it life um, and makes it full band. Okay. Um, yeah, and I think we, we like to, I don't know, I feel like we're all just like pretty connected and intertwined when it comes to that stuff. So I feel like we always know what we're thinking and yeah. like we're always suggesting cool. things. Um, yeah, like when we, we know. first sat down, like first sat down to try to do something on our own as a trio, um, we didn't necessarily jump into it and with the mindset of, yeah, this is going to be post-rock. This song is going to be eight minutes long. It's going to be, you know, X, Y, Z following like a specific formula. I think we just sat down. Finn had her lyrics. She just started playing some like guitar stuff. I think Edmi joined in on the bass and then I was like, all right, got to write some drums for this. And then I think it just came together. It wasn't yeah. necessarily a, an idea or like a formula that we followed it literally was just like this is what came out and then we're like all right that was pretty cool and yeah. then every time we sat down after that it was just like all right so we kind of like have a specific thing we're yeah. going for here I, so. I guess it just it clicks like we just yeah. we just do it <laughs> that's yeah. badass now in order for something to ship quote-unquote ship do you all three have to put the stamp of approval or the sometimes one went over the other um, we like to keep it pretty even. I okay. know that there are some times where we'll fight, just obviously. Yeah, um, <laughs> siblings. <laughs> siblings, yeah. So, I mean, it's it can be tough sometimes, um, but I think at the end of the day, um, the music, I hate to say the music brings us together because that's a <laughs> cliche, but it's true. I know I had a dilemma with one of our songs that kind of sounded the same as a different song. We're like, I don't know. And we kind of sat on it for months. And I think we actually, um, that song ended up on our latest um, release, Delusions. And so I think it's just like one of those, we're very mature in our mindsets, I feel. And if we have a problem, we don't necessarily fight. Just, <laughs> yeah, we're yeah. kind of like aggressive about it. And we kind of like come together at the end of the day. And we're just like, you know what? Nah, this actually slaps. Like, yeah, this I mean, is cool. yeah. We're just trying to do what's best for the music and best for the song. So, I mean, we we try it out all different ways, and you know, we yeah. try all different ideas. But you know, I feel like we all know, you know, what sounds good and what does not. So, <laughs> we just. Give I, it are you guys inspired by a certain type of music or a certain type of artist, or is there somebody that um, gets you going? Uh, we we listen to we or. Yeah, we listen to a lot of post-rock, um, but we also honestly listen to everything and everything. Like, I can tell some sometimes when I'm listening to an artist a lot and then I write a song. Like, I feel like we can all clearly tell, yeah. like, that yeah. that is definitely influenced by that artist. Um, yeah, we just like a lot of sad music, I guess. Uh, one of our favorite artists is Julian Baker. Um, yeah. I mean, just sad stuff. <laughs> is there a reason specifically for Julian Baker? And shout out to Julian Baker. I don't know if you're yeah, ever watching uh, this. But... <laughs> uh, she's just I'm, always been an influence. I think, a, like, I don't know, a while ago, even before Circus Trees was necessarily Circus Trees, I think we found her through, what, Audio Tree? Yeah. And it was kind of just her and her guitar after she had already been with the band. It was just like her, her guitar, 
maybe even some keys, but like, it was just her and she was just writing this really like painful, emotional, gut-wrenching yeah. kind of music. The yeah. lyrics really just like punched her right in the face. And I think that was kind of the first time that we saw, because we saw her live many, many times. Uh, but that was kind of the first time, at least for me, that my eyes were kind of open to the world of, well, all right, things don't always have to be happy. But yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, listening to this sad music makes me happy. Yeah. Like, it just yeah. like, is really powerful. Yeah, I agree with that in a sense, because to me, it's like to know that somebody else can actually feel the same way that I would feel or have that similar feeling. It's just powerful stuff. Um, not in the same genre of music, but I tell my wife all the time and R&B, um, which my, my wife and I listen to a lot is if they just let the singer go with just some keys, it's that's the best sound in the world. They don't need, you yeah. know, the whole thing, the whole overproduced sound. They just got to give them some keys like an acoustic guitar or some piano keys. And I, I'm with it. I, I can roll with that <laughs> a thousand percent. So sounds pretty cool. So let's talk about the album. You guys put that together. It came out last year, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. So please walk us through not only the creation of an album and how difficult that may be, but COVID. I mean, doing it through all that stuff. Can you, can you give us a little bit of that? Yeah. I mean, this was like our first like real thing that we were really releasing. We had released singles and an EP before that, but nothing like like sitting down and actually having to write an album and release it. Um, especially the fact that. COVID hit and we weren't playing any of these songs live. Um, it was very interesting, I guess. Um, yes. But, you know, sitting down and being able to spend like a lot of time on it because we're not playing shows um, definitely did help in the long run. Um, but it was just, it was a long process yeah. of just going over songs. Um, because I, I wrote um, the album in my bedroom uh, awesome. with my acoustic guitar. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, we all just got together, you know, every week, um, hitting a different song, um, trying to change things up and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was like long. I know, especially with COVID, there were a lot of drawbacks. One, just we don't uh it wasn't recorded here um it was recorded with jay moss um at his home studio and so obviously we wanted to be safe about that and then also like finn said we hadn't played any of these well we had played one song out live wasted air um but we hadn't played anything else like out live and i know for our last release sakura we played everything out live for like at least six months and everything was solid and i know like the process that I go through, at least I'll write a drum part for a song and I'll like go on it and go on it. And then like two months later, after recording it or after playing it for so long, I'm just like, that's garbage. Like, that's <laughs> garbage. like I need to redo that. Yeah. And I'll end up redoing it until I like really, really like it. And I'm able to just play it out how I want to play it out. Yeah. So I think just for me, especially like yeah. those were a lot of my like, drawbacks yeah. of just like you can't really go back yeah you don't you just don't know and you don't know like you don't have a crowd to tell you like I really love that song or I really like this part in that song or you know the lyrics for this song were like super like you know right up yeah. to the core so it's like yeah I mean 
yeah, especially with this album, we, we definitely did try and um, make a little more of an emotional connection to um, the things that were going on um, and the stories that were going on and the lyrics. Um, this one, as I always say, this one hit closer to home for oh, us. Personal. Very personal. Yeah. Uh, so it was so important to get it out there. Um, and we got such great feedback from so many people um, in so many different countries. Yes. Uh, and yeah, I mean, it was phenomenal what happened. Um, and it made me so happy to just hear that people related and, you know, um, supported our music like that. So, yeah, yeah. releasing everything. And then um, Instagram is what we're very active on. Um, getting DMs from people in Italy, people in Germany, people down in Mexico, like Super dope. people who don't even speak English, who are literally Google translating just to speak <laughs> with us. It's just like, my yeah, like, yeah. Like, I, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just yeah. crazy. It's really awesome. Yeah. Now, did it, did it, um, did that start to kind of snowball during COVID or did you guys already have that international following before COVID? Uh, we had a, it was like, we had a small international, um, following, but it definitely blew up, um, when we released our album okay. in the midst of COVID. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, just fantastic <laughs> responses. Yeah. Yeah, I, I feel like it was this, um, the, you know, in different industries, it rippled really well because a lot of people just had a bunch of free time on their hands, right? Like they were able to discover new music and discover new skills that they never knew they had and get into these rabbit holes that, you know, that Bitcoin rabbit hole. Like it's just, <laughs> when you have that free time, you're able to do it. So I was just curious if that following was just looking for some great music, bumped into some great music and decided to say, hey, you know, let's support it. That, that's super cool. So I want to hear individually from each of you, road life or studio life? Which is better and why? Well, that's hard. Yeah. <laughs> and there may be no answer, but I figured I'd give it a shot. <laughs> like in, in the studio when we are recording, I know like all three of us have like some of like the best times just yeah, like staying up really fast. late, just like fucking around with stuff. Yeah. I have so many videos of us at, uh, so Jamas' home studio like you walk down into his basement and everything's all set up down there and then where you actually record it's like all soundproof so you can't hear anything inside like on the outside and I think I was trying to sleep really late one day and they're sending me like videos of them uh dancing to like Rick Astley like in the like studio like full volume Finn's doing like splits in there and it's like 1 a.m 2 a.m it's yeah. like insane is that uh, mental fatigue or is that just working <laughs> out? Just getting our energy yeah. out, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you guys get to tiptoe around the question, huh? You don't I like the road? For me, <laughs> I have an answer. I'm going to have to say for me, it's going to be, I, okay, we haven't been on the road that much, but we did go to Indiana. We drove to Indiana. So that gave me sort of a feel. Um, I'm going to have to say if, I'm gonna have to say road life. Road life's hard though. Road yeah. life is tough, but we're lucky enough to have a nice van and have and be able to bring our family with us. Um, which is, you know, our three brothers who do so much for us. They record our music and they help um so much. Um and our, our dad too. Um 
and obviously us three being able to you know go around with all of them um and having them help out too like that's just so fun being able to experience so much on the road um i know we love gas stations yeah yeah Uh, Yeah. we stopped at so many (laughs) on the way to indiana um so that's fun too there's only so many slim gyms you can get right Yeah, but like it's a slim gym in every state, bro. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah that, that's true. You find a new flavor every now and then. Exactly. Super cool. I, I would have to choose road life as well. Yeah. Like I can't. I like I'm gonna pick road the life. The stew too. is great, but I just can't be crammed like without showering for three days. <laughs> just like that's being like I have to get this down, you know? Yeah. I think road life is great. Road life is great. Yeah, it's adventure. I think before I asked you the question, I would have said studio life because I think something about like getting in a vibe, zoning out, mm-hmm. being able to be creative. That's probably the introvert in me talking. But <laughs> um, the fact that you get to do it with your family, that is incredible. And uh, that completely changed my mind. If I were able to do it with my family, I, I think I, w- I would choose the road for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about rocking the crowd. Have you guys rocked the crowd? What's the biggest crowd you guys have rocked? I know you were nominated for a few awards in Boston. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So tell me about rocking the crowd. I, I've, I'll never be in that position, so I want to hear about it. <laughs> um, I think probably we've, we've had two um, pretty big shows. Um, yep. We had the one in Indiana, which was a post-rock festival in Indianapolis. And that one was probably 300 ish people but it was like a fantastic stage um and like it was just such a great experience and it was like this hall kind of theater thing and i just loved that um but probably the biggest show we played was at the sinclair in boston yes um for the record like 400 or 500 people around there um and that was super sick it was a fundraiser for the record company um you know, we love um, Matt is Matt great. There, He's so. always supported us. I know our first uh, single that we ever released and recorded, uh, Impermanence. We don't have to talk about that one. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to talk about that one? <laughs> it's so crusty. It's just... I'm sure it's fantastic, but okay. I respect it. <laughs> yeah, that was that was recorded at the record company with um, Vanessa Silverman and Carissa Johnson, who they are amazing. Uh, we are very lucky to be able to call them friends. Uh, they're amazing musicians. Um, yeah. But yeah, yeah. That, show that show at was the Sinclair was fantastic. Like, huge. I loved it. I just got an adrenaline rush. I just stuttered. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's all good. <laughs> Give me one second. Okay, go upstairs. Sorry, girls. No, right. my, my son just popped in. <laughs> That's why, that's why we don't do these live, but go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so the Sinclair in Boston, all right. And yeah. now I want you to run me through that feeling of going in front of 400, 500 people. I mean, is it, you know, gut-wrenching, like you got to go puke, or is it more like exhilarating, like you're ready to kill it? Like um, both. Yeah. Setting up for it is like, <laughs> I like could puke everywhere. Yeah. But also, like, you're trying to keep, like, the look cool in front of everybody yeah. like don't like don't look at anybody like you know <laughs> just set up and you'll be fine but it's like once that first note hits 
everything's just like a wash. Yeah, I'm definitely it's fine like until insane. like mid set, and then I'm like, oh my god, we're like actually playing this, and then I get like <laughs> really scared. I I just yeah, I like to act really cool. Um, but I, <laughs> yeah. but I, you'll notice like if you watch close in front of a big crowd, I like literally shake. Like I'm yeah. literally shaking the whole time. I can't time. even look at people. But but I love it. I'm just. It was a big stage too. So I was just out there, just like looking at the crowd, like walking up, walking back. I had so much space. I was just like doing whatever I wanted. It was just so much fun. But yeah, as soon as we started the music, it was just yeah. adrenaline and I had such a great time playing. Yeah, I nice. think the best part about being the drummer is that nobody's necessarily looking at you. <laughs> so if I look at people, they're gonna be looking at Finn and Edney and it's just like seeing the just awe in their face and they're just like their jaws on the floor as they're just like looking up at Finn like screaming and singing into the microphone like ripping through the amps and the cabs and everything and just watching Egg just like doing her thing over on you know the right side of me it's just like whoa it's just yeah. like I have to be taken back it's like it, it's it's I, I don't know it's like it's I'm weird. not even playing it's like I'm watching you know it's like it's super cool yeah, does it get better with repetition? Like the more shows you do, the easier, or is it always gut wrenching oh. every time? I think I well, think it gets a little easier. It, it definitely gets easier. Um, like I think just you know the bigger the crowd, um, the worse it is, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. But you know we we are definitely used to playing out live um, with a bit of a smaller crowd. So I'm like, I feel pretty comfortable with that, but it's when we start to get to that level that it hurts a little. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it really uh, pushes you to like, cause I know we started playing out live when we were pretty young. Yeah, I was like, like eight or nine. Yeah, so Wow, it's, that's incredible. Uh. Yeah, it's really, you can't just hold yourself back because you might be a little shy and a little nervous and a little anxious. Like, yeah. obviously, you know, we all deal with that stuff, but it's like, I almost appreciate that we were kind of like throwing ourselves into it. Cause like now I like me being 19, I would never do that. Yeah. <laughs> like I don't want to do that. I don't, I don't want to be like weird or anything or like bad. I don't want to like embarrass myself, but it's like, I'm glad we did that. Like yeah, that is we so there. cool. Like how many people can say that they were playing in front of a crowd at like eight, nine years old, <laughs> 10 years old. Like, yeah, that that's incredible. And I think there's something big for, you know, being able to, like you said, fall forward, right? Like push yourself through these things and see what you're capable of and, and, and see what happens on the other side. And I think for the most part, and I'm sure you ladies would agree, most people nowadays just refuse to challenge themselves. Yeah. They refuse to be, you know, uh, uh, something different than they are and they settle for less. Uh, and you're right. I mean, being eight years old and being on a stage is just insane. That's, I mean, the normal eight-year-old is doing what? Probably just playing in the mud still, technically. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's incredible. I always think about the being in front of the crowd thing as like the Eminem and the eight mile, right? Or it's like, let me just throw up in the bathroom really fast. <laughs> and once yeah. I puke, I'll be out there ready to kill it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So you guys just dropped an album. Um, Delusions, correct? Yes. Yep. Okay. And I want I want to talk about the state of the 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 record business, you know, the music industry now because now you're you're playing ball in this industry. Um, how do you feel the state of it is nowadays with streaming uh, versus album sales? Um, you guys are doing a vinyl or did a vinyl? Um, what's the strategy? If you guys can talk a little bit about which way you should specialize in this? Is it streaming? Is it album sales? Can you talk about that a bit? Um. 
I mean, obviously, we're going to get the most money from selling something physical like a vinyl um, because, you know, we can actually control how much money we're getting for that. Um, it's, you know, streaming is really tough, um, but it's, that's, you know, music these days. Yeah. Um, no one really buys music. Um, you just stream it. Uh, Spotify is obviously <laughs> the big one. Um, you know, I think we definitely do our best to try and, you know, promote, promote, promote on Instagram. Um, we try to make our Spotify look super good, super professional. Um, same with Instagram too, to try and just get people over there to get streams. But I think, you know, in the music industry, um, if it's hard to pull in streams, especially a band like us, um, not as big. Um, so we definitely have to, like, not rely on that um, as income. And okay. so we more rely on something like uh, vinyl sales. Um, our music is up on Bandcamp, so people do buy that occasionally. Yeah. Um, we make T-shirts and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, it's mainly merchandise, but right. fun fact, um, we actually were not going to release this vinyl um, for this album. Our last EP, we decided to make vinyl because we thought that would be super cool. And we did. And it was fantastic. Um, we loved it. But for this, but it was expensive, obviously. Bet, so for this um, album, we were like, you know, we're not going to do vinyl this time. We'll do vinyl later, you know, on a different album or something like that. Yeah. Um, and we released the album. And like within like two weeks, people were like messaging us like, hey, when is this getting on vinyl? Like, when are you putting yes. this on vinyl? Just so many people just <laughs> um, flooding messages of just people asking like, when can they pre-order it? When can they do this? When can they do that? So we like basically like put up a poll or something on Instagram and we were like, hey, like, are you like, who's going to pre-order our album or who's going to buy our album? Yeah. Um, and yeah, we got a lot of responses. A lot of people wanted to buy vinyl. So we ended up, you know, ordering a fat batch of vinyl for the, <laughs> for the album. But I mean, it kind of took off when we got the vinyl. Um, a lot of people pre-ordered, which was fantastic. Yeah. Helped us with the cost. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we are shipping... Um, like we continue shipping vinyl to Germany this day, you know, to this day, we're still shipping vinyl to Germany. We actually have a German distributor out there um, nope. because there's so many European orders. Um, he is actually distributing all the vinyl to Germany and most of your Europe. <laughs> um, yeah. Shout out to Europe and Germany. Yeah. <laughs> Germany is like our biggest supporter. I swear. We love them. Thank you so much. Um, yes. Super cool. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, and shipping internationally. It's yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that's, I'll tell you, I'm, I'm 34 and I've barely been able to sell a PDF. So <laughs> shout, shout out to you guys for doing that. Um, yeah. It, it, I, you know, I've, I tried to be a rapper. So I try, I, you know, I understand that the music industry, the artist doesn't necessarily make money off of record sales. It's usually like merch and touring and things like that, where the money comes in. Um, but now this shift is happening where I see a lot of ownership happening, right? Where it's either, you know, you're self-publishing your stuff or, you know, Bandcamp, if I'm not mistaken, is a platform that gives you a bigger split. They kind of get out of the way. Is that how Bandcamp works? Or do they take yeah. a big split? Yeah. Okay. Um, they take a very small fee. Yeah. 
What's the benefit of Bandcamp before I continue on? Maybe I'm getting Bandcamp wrong. Um, Bandcamp is where you can actually purchase the music. Um, so if you have like an account on Bandcamp, you can go and purchase albums and purchase songs. Okay. And that money is actually going to the artist. Gotcha, yeah. iTunes and Spotify is a little bit different. We're getting like two cents. Yeah. It's yeah. because they're paying for a streaming service. Yeah. They're not yeah. paying for our songs. I, I got a I got a beat for Spotify. A really big beat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I they're trying to I'm a podcaster, obviously, and they're trying to uh you which musicians are definitely gonna appreciate this. They're trying to corner the podcast industry like they cornered the music industry. So now they're just getting like, you know the biggest celebrities in the world, they're giving them these massive checks and calling them podcasters. So the average Joe like Jose is going to struggle because they got Michelle Obama on the podcast. And like, <laughs> How am I supposed to compete with that? But yeah. I had an artist, um, not a musician um, like you guys are. He's just like kind of does it for fun. And he was telling me that his band um, got 10,000 streams and he only got two cents from that. So my question was, is how how are we in the position where we're allowing Spotify to determine what a, what a stream is? Like, where are the numbers? How do you guys dictate what equals what? And how come you're not showing us that that's what it equals? Um, I could yeah. go on a whole tangent about Spotify. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's because they're robbing the creators like us uh, uh, of our creativity, right? And then what I've been into lately is, is, you know, there's something I don't want to get into like a crazy long rant about it, but there's something on the Bitcoin network called the Lightning Network. And what it basically is, is, you know, your listeners will be able to stream your album and give you um, Satoshis, which is Bitcoin, small amounts of Bitcoin per second, per song, whatever the setting is that you set. Um, yeah. And I've been exploring that with podcasting because it's the ultimate fan saying, I think your stuff is so dope that I'm willing to pay you directly to listen to it as yeah. opposed to Spotify playing with the algorithm and my stuff never shows because Michelle Obama stuff is showing all over the place. <laughs> yeah. um, so I've really been into the creator and how we're getting kind of robbed. I mean, it, it's the best term for it and how yeah. I'm trying to find a way out of that. And that's what I've come up with at least. So. Yeah, um, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was just saying it's tough, you know? We yeah, know. yeah. I, I haven't found one musician that agrees with streaming. Every musician I've ever talked to, not on this podcast, just in person, people I know are like, uh, what the hell is the stream? Nobody knows. It, yeah. It, yeah, so it's weird. And then the record deals. So are you guys actively looking for record deals or is it more like you're trying to do, you know, the family thing, the self-publishing thing, the uh, the record label, the family label? How does that work out? Um, Right now we are on um our family record label. Okay. But of course we would love to get on a bigger record label um so we can you know have the connections and advance more in the music industry yeah um we're yeah we're just basically on our family record label right now we have booking agents actually um mm -hmm. that we just got recently um and they're super great and super helpful obviously they they can't do a lot right now because there's no shows right. um but they've been super great and super helpful um, and we are hoping to get on a bigger label soon at yes. some point, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, super cool, for sure. Now, have you have had any insider tips on what's happening with shows? Uh, has anybody reached out to you guys and said, we're opening back up 2021? What are you guys looking at this year? We've heard, like, um, a bunch of different things. I know, like, the majority of the people that we follow are hoping for, like, 
later 2021 to kind of like start starting things. Okay. Um, maybe even okay. early 2022. I think but, right now there is actually 2021, fall 2021 yeah. uh, European tours booked um, for bigger bands. Um, okay. That is what I've heard. I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, bands like Caspian that we were going to play with before the pandemic hit, um, they're going on a fall 2021 European tour, I believe. Uh, okay. So that's what's happening um, for bigger bands. Um, they are figuring out a way to do something like that. Um, for us smaller bands, there's not much we can do. Um, it's something like music venues can have half their capacity up to 500 people, I believe, yeah. um, which is fantastic. Um, so, you know, things can start back up. Uh, but you know, for smaller bands like us, it's not looking, it's looking like probably fall, no, uh, probably end of 2021, um, we could get started. Uh, outdoor shows are a thing though. Um, outdoor shows are starting back up. So maybe we'll play an outdoor show. I don't know. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever thought about doing like a, um, I don't know, like an Instagram live, like just performing a bunch of songs? Um, we do live streams. We've, okay. we've done multiple live streams throughout the uh, pandem- uh, Sweet. pandemic. So Actually, yeah, I think I did see the live stream tab on your on your profile. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, I think a couple, yeah, a couple of weeks ago we were on a live stream. Um, actually, yeah, in this, in this house, we actually do live sessions. Okay. Um, so we have, you know, all the audio equipment and cameras and everything. So we re- actually record sessions for all the bands in this house on the label and other bands. We do like live stream shows here on the label as well. Sweet. Um, but Staying yeah. Active. yeah, yeah, trying our best. Yeah, yeah, I love it. Now, has uh, um, anything like have you ever thought about doing like a, now that you said other bands like a versus? You guys know what versus is, right? Have you seen versus on um, it started on Instagram. Now it's on Trilla. And it's basically they get musicians and just mash them together. Um, so you play your favorite songs of yours, and then whoever you're battling against will play their favorite songs. And everybody oh. and everybody on Instagram will kind of be the audience, and they'll be commenting and saying That's who won the round. Yeah, I don't know if you ever tried. It's real big in, like, the hip-hop scene, but I, okay, I, yeah, yeah. I think it would be really cool with bands. I mean, usually it's just one person there. <laughs> yeah, right. and, and if a band comes on, it'd be cool, but just thinking of ways to get engagement and stuff. So you guys can answer this question individually or as a whole. Other than music, what do you guys like to do? What's your favorite thing to do other than music? Uh, um, I think there's a wide variety of things we all do separately, like individually, but also like, I think we have a lot of common interests yeah. here. Um, you can go first. I yeah, think. We'll just go <laughs> yeah, I guess I'll go first. Um, what do I like to do? Well, I guess the weather being nice, um, we just started. Um, playing ultimate frisbee as a family we have a very big family so just easy to go out and do that um every sunday every sunday starting (laughs) as badass warm every year as soon as it gets warm it's every sunday yeah we go out there like 5v5 ultimate frisbee we got like jerseys we got some numbers bro like we went all out you about to start a league huh yeah yeah well send me that email if you guys start the league i'm gonna play some people too (laughs) although i'm trash at at frisbee period so this is gonna be terrible to watch (laughs) we're not good either 
<laughs> I guess that's where the fun lies, right? Yeah, it is. So uh, what's next for, for this year for you guys? Are you just working on a different album? Are you just continuing to push this music that you just released? Uh, what, what's the plan for 2021? Um, I think we are definitely working on new material. Okay. Um, we might release a single, um, but we are definitely starting to work on um, a new album for now. Um, there might be something in between. I know recently we released um, a cover of Go Home by Julian Baker. Maybe we'll do something like that again. Um, but yeah, we just want to, you know, keep up with content. Um, but for uh, as, as writing and songs go, right now we are starting to work on a new album. Yeah. It's a good time to start. We're still in, in yes. the pandemic. <laughs> yeah. So it's yeah. Good time. Yeah. Hopefully not for too much longer. I, I have a feeling that this summer is just going to be insane. Like, I think people are fed up and, you know, they already got their shot out there and doing what they got to do. Um, and I don't think they're going to be able to hold the people down this summer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So you guys might be able to uh, get some shows off and stuff like that. Um, before I allow you to uh, give call to action so that, you know, the listeners could go check you guys out, buy the album, whatever. I want to say, I appreciate, I appreciate you ladies very much. I you told me not to talk about age, so I won't talk about age. But I, <laughs> I do have a 17-year-old daughter uh, myself, and um, I think what you guys are doing is so cool. And whether you guys know it or not, which I'm sure you do know it, you, you're an inspiration for a lot of teenagers that may have took their depression and maybe went the wrong way. But like you guys said earlier, music is a way to be able to lay that out and you know make it productive instead of being a problem. Um, that's why I was intrigued uh, into talking to, to you ladies. I'm glad we were able to meet. I'm going to follow you guys closely, and I hope this isn't the last time we talk for sure. But please, please let them know where they can get the album, where they can go check your music out, videos, whatever you want. Um, as far as music goes, you know, we're on Spotify, Apple Music, all of it. Um, if you want to go buy our vinyl or any other merch, you can go to 5 by 2 recordscom uh, we're on there. All of our merch is on there. Um, you can check us out on Instagram and Facebook. Just Circus Trees, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sure. I, <laughs> I like. I love receiving and responding to the DMs. We do that all ourselves. I think it's super awesome just, like, receiving a DM out of the blue and just being like, hey, we really like you guys and your music. It's just like, it's super humbling. It's amazing. I love yes. speaking to everybody and talking wherever you're from this country or not it's just like i love it so yes please so message us reach out yes. Super cool. i was a little weirded out by sending a message because i didn't know who answers yeah and then some people are at the level where they're like they have like a random person answering like a third party you know outsource thing and it's like i'm not even talking to the band this is weird <laughs> Yeah, but keep it up. Keep pushing. Um, you're an inspiration. I appreciate you, ladies. Thank you so much for giving me your time, and we'll talk soon. Yes, thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Awesome. Thanks again for joining me for another great conversation. I hope you guys enjoyed that one. That one was very different for me because of obvious age difference, but because I've never been able to talk to musicians about the music industry. And I appreciated the girls from Circus Trees coming out to talk to me. As always, guys, I appreciate y'all. Please rate, share, and subscribe so I can continue to have the conversations I love to have and you can continue to get the conversations you love to listen to. As always, guys, take care. Later.
The Jose Burgos Podcast was brought to you by the great and mighty Spotlight Coalition. For more information and other podcasts, head to spotlightcoalition.com backslash podcast.